1: to Dr. Mara and your golden years this evening and every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on blogtalkradio.com and on Maricarpel.com. And today is Sunday, December the 1st. Wow, it's already December. I hope you're staying warm wherever you are. I know that there are snowstorms moving across the country, so... Um, please be safe and stay inside and listen to this show. We'll keep you warm right here. We're broadcasting live from beautiful Austin, Texas. And Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment, producer of this program, is here to make the show run smoothly as usual. And I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Um, while you're digesting your Thanksgiving food, We'll be talking with Elaine Nolt, who will be joining us after the break from Colorado once again. And Elaine will be talking about um, the stress of holiday eating and all the stress-inducing foods Um foods that have sugar that cause us stress and and how to deal with the stress of the holidays. And Elaine has been on before. She's a health and wellness coach, a motivational speaker, and a found and the founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching. So we're looking forward to speaking with her. I think we need it right about now. And then later in the program, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment and producer of this program will be joining us on this side of the mic to talk about some of the music that he's been producing, some of the shows here in Austin. So he's going to let us know about some upcoming musical shows. And if you're here in Austin, you might want to come down and listen to the music. And along the way, I'll be talking about finding our center once again. That seems to be a topic that keeps coming up, so I'm going to talk about that again. And I have some some new thoughts about that as well. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll free number is eight five five. Three four five four seven two zero. That's eight five five three four five forty seven twenty. Or you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is Dr. Mara. That's D R M A R A at Cartel dot com. D R M A R A K A R P E L dot com. And if you do have a question for my guest Elaine um please be sure to call or email while she's still on the air so that she can answer your questions right here on the program and you can listen to this evening's program after the pro after the show by by logging onto my website drmarichartel.com and the link to the podcast along with any website links that are discussed on the program will be posted there later tonight. And if you want to hear this evening's program in as soon as five minutes after the show ends, you can go directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G-Talkradio dot com slash your golden years. And for information from previous programs, to listen to previous programs and get all of the website links that were discussed on those shows. For the past six years, since we've been on BlogTalkRadio.com, you can find all of that at my website, DrMaricarpel.com, and you can also listen to all of the podcasts on BlogTalkRadio.com/slash Your Golden Years. Um, if you go to my website, you can also find all of my uh, blogs that I've posted for Huffington Post and Thrive Global. You can watch videos of interviews that I've done live in the studio here in Austin. You can find out about my book and a whole lot more. So that's a one-stop shop, com. And I'd also recommend following me on Facebook if you're on Facebook at At Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Ears, or on Instagram, which is just my name, Mara Carpell. And that has all of the upcoming events listed. So future shows, um, events related to my book, or anything else. Um, I also have a new series now on social media on on my Facebook and my Instagram. And with pieces of information and um, inspiration from my book. And you can get all of that if you go to um, my social media, my Facebook or my Instagram. All right. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas and I work with adults of all ages and I have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers. And for the past few years, I've been evaluating veterans for PTSD and other service-connected conditions. And if you wanna contact me, if you have a question that you wanna ask me or some information that you think I should know about, you can call me. My phone number is 512-626-6973 or you can send me an email to Dr. Mara at com, or go through my website, drmaracarpel.com, and just click on contact. This evening's program is produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by Dr. Ronald Revere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lakeway, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call 512-261-7909 or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com. And his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by StoryHouse. StoryHouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have StoryHouse open to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or family reunion. StoryHouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. Um, it's going to be very brief, so don't go anywhere. You don't want to miss anything. When we come back from the break, we'll be joined by health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching, Elaine Noltz. And she'll be talking about dealing with the stress of the holiday season and the holiday foods. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors.
1: All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and Your Golden Years, right here on BlogTalkRadio.com and on DrMaraCarpel.com. And now joining us on the phone once again from Colorado Springs, we have health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching, Elaine Nolt. Welcome, Elaine. Hi.
3: Nice to be on with you again. Thank you.
1: Yeah, well, welcome back. How are things hey. up in Colorado? I heard you got pretty, slammed pretty hard with snow.
3: We got very slammed. Yeah, but I have to um, be honest and tell you that I'm in Arizona right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> doing, okay. Yeah, I'm doing some work down here in Arizona, but um, heading back to Colorado Good. in a week or so.
1: Good timing. <laughs>
3: Very good timing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, mind warming up. So.
1: Yeah. Really. So, Elaine, um, before we jump into the topic, maybe you can fill every the listeners in on your background in case people haven't haven't heard you on the show before.
3: Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Um well, it's been an interesting journey, as everybody has um, I've been coaching for almost five years now, and coaching is a very um, is a word that many, many people are using now, but for me, I help people understand and break through obstacles that are in their way of really feeling good and looking good, and what that means to a person is quite individual, Um, but breaking through really the stresses that are bringing us down, and my background is through business, both corporate, owning my own business, um, raising three daughters, which is quite quite an outstanding feat, honestly. Yeah, to, sure. <laughs> you know, going through a lot of transition in life, you know, we all expect things to happen. Okay, your kids are going to get older, you'll go through an empty nest, you're going to lose elderly parents, you know, things like that. But there's a lot of things you don't expect. And I was hit with really eight big stresses of life within about a year and a half time in addition to quite a bit of loss throughout my life. And so I have taken all that experience and put it all together so that I am now able to help people get through those obstacles of life, which they're assuming at this point are just part of life, meaning well, because of my age, I'm going to feel this way. Because of my age, this is going to happen. Well, because of my age, I'm going to have these problems, if you will. So what I do is I, I take people by the hand and, and say, let's work with this together because life is too precious. And there's so much time that it's time to enjoy and not just wait for it to pass.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's really important message. I think a lot of people just give up
3: at a certain point. And, <laughs> they uh, do. They do. And I've, I've had also the the great experience to study under well-renowned health and wellness experts. So, in addition to just the intuitive work, if you will, along with experience, I also have the the protocols from medical experts which would help bring all these random things together into there are common threads when we look at illness and aging and you know the there are like i said common threads that you can use as a foundation to then give people hope and and give people possibility that God, I can actually enjoy life and look good and mm-hmm. feel good at the same time mhm so so Elaine, you know
1: we're in the middle of this holiday season, and you know um last week, the guest who was on spoke about suicide during this time, so we're not gonna we're not going go to that extreme <laughs> level, but I think that you know during this time there's a lot of stress. Um, both because of all of the activities that people feel that they have to do and family time and the food. And I really think that that's something that I, I you know, I think we would be really good to talk about is dealing with the stress of all of this food that we're eating at this time Um Absolutely. You know we just had Thanksgiving and everybody's still digesting the food right now I'm sure
3: <laughs> and then you just leap into another one. Well that's the interesting thing about this season is it is completely different than any other time of the year. You know from how your house should look to you know the buying that that people believe is required to then your food habits and those are a tremendous shift. I mean, we—I don't think anyone eats any other time of the year as they do in this four-week time period, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but we we tend to defend our traditions because it makes us feel good. When you get to the bottom line, there's something in our in our brain that tells us this is going to give me comfort. And it was interesting. I've been talking to um, a couple people just in the last couple days specifically about how was the Thanksgiving and what are you planning for Christmas. And the conversation went immediately to food. And so Uh I I took the opportunity to say, well, tell me more about it. Because they both mentioned food, but in a very negative way. (laughs) So it's like, well, tell me more of, you know, why – Why was that food such a draw and then immediately such a bad thing, right? And so when we look at this time of year, there's so much tradition, custom, beliefs based on memories, whether it's, well, this was so meaningful to me before to, well, I want to make it meaningful now. So let's put us into the position of, okay, we have all this bread. All right, bread has a very bad name right now. Okay, everyone's like, oh, I shouldn't eat bread for whatever reason. Okay, so now we have these beautiful breads from pastries in the morning. Maybe we make French toast, and then we have you know, the rolls and the breads, and then we have the pies and the cakes, and then the next day we have all these leftovers on bread, right? Okay, so Uh what is really the meaning of it? Okay, well, we can dig down the smell. The smell is great. Um, It creates a warmth in the house. It's beautiful to make. It looks beautiful on the table. It's part of our place setting. You know, whatever it is, it's putting us into that place, where it really has nothing to do about the food. Mm-hmm. And so during this time, it's a it's a time to, if you can, and what I ask people to just take a few seconds and say, well, what is it that really makes you feel good about that food? And then you take right. some time and go, well, my grandmother always made it. Well, my mom taught me how to make it. Well, my mother-in-law always had it, and I know my husband loved it, right? There's some kind of connection to it. So if we can understand the connection, then say, well, what else can bring me the same type of joy? Like, well, when I made this recipe, we'd always dance, we'd have music on, we're all dancers in the family, and we'd all dance. Okay, great. Well, can you get your sisters together and dance and Maybe not make that bread that nobody wants to eat anyway, oh <laughs> right, well, yeah, well, gosh, <laughs> another custom we had was to have tea together. I guess we could have just made tea and done it you know what i'm saying and and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but when we get tied into all this this food and and punishing ourselves for all the reasons we shouldn't be doing it, think of all the reasons. We should be doing it, but how can we do it differently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If it's something that we always enjoy in front of the fire, what else can we enjoy in front of the fire? You know, because really when you get down to the foods, it's the value you're putting on that food, which is really the value that you're putting on yourself. And I just had Mm -hmm. this conversation with someone because that's really – what it is, if you think, well, I'll eat it, you know, who cares? Nobody cares what I look like anyway, or I'm over 50. It doesn't really matter. You know, when you think of those thoughts, it's going to the value you're placing, not only on the food, but the value you're placing on yourself. And so if it's a tradition, if it's a custom, if it's this beautiful time of year, it's a time of year where your family gets together, your friends get together. Well, how can I really enjoy that? Mm Mm-hmm. You know what what can I do in the place of that, and that that is a better positive thought than going, "Oh, I shouldn't be doing this, I shouldn't be eating this, oh well, I'll diet tomorrow because that's a very negative punishment, right right, and so it's just this time of year when we think of the sugar and we think of all these new things, it's like, well, if we can get by the rest of the year without it, what is it that I'm really wanting?" right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you
1: know, what um, what happens when we eat it? I mean, you know, what I have found when I start eating sugar or, or things like bread that turn into sugar almost immediately, right, um, that I start craving it more. It's much harder to
3: get back into sure. healthy eating. Well, sugar is a wicked one because sugar is more addictive than cocaine. I mean, that's been proven over and over. So when you think of these Mm -hmm. addictive substances, but you don't think of sugar in the same field, it is, right? Um, And it does cause different cravings. It causes different moods. It causes just Mm -hmm. different – your body really can't digest it. So you can get down to really – you know, the hard facts that your body doesn't want it. But when you see all these delicious cookies and, and different things that, you know, only are available this time of year, it's almost like you feel that it's it's a prize, you know, it's a reward for yourself, right? Um, right. But when you when you look at the sugar and look at it at the point that what is it that's really pulling me to that? And if I eat it, what will I feel like later? And I think everyone knows that you have a couple cookies or you have, you know, hot cocoa and marshmallows and all this. Well, see how you feel a half an hour later and two hours later. And that will mm-hmm. be the telltale. Like if you find yourself kind of grumpy or now you're looking through the cupboards, just scavenging for more sugar, you know, there's <laughs> a habit. There's a, there's something that will happen and if you if you recognize that, then over time, and it's a very short time, honestly, you will then look at those cookies and go, God, they taste good. But boy, I remember last time, you know, by a couple hours later, I just didn't feel good. Or a couple hours later, I was snapping at people. Or a couple hours later, I had that crash and I just felt like going to sleep. I really don't want to be tired. I don't want to be grumpy. I don't want to feel bloated, you know, there's something that you'll be able to connect with that sugar. And if you can look at that and say, well, it's if then, if I do this, then mm-hmm. that will help mm-hmm. you to really say, maybe not this time, maybe I can get right out. Because how often do you eat something and literally immediately later like it's immediately you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, it's like you know, your intuition knows. Right. So <laughs> try to pull that just a few seconds before and go. Maybe I'll just pass it right now and see what happens. Right. Yeah, it
1: really does. It really does add to our stress, doesn't it? When
3: we eat all that sugary food. Yes. Everything becomes heightened. Everything becomes. Oh, just, it gets more attention with all that sugar. If you just kind of watch mm-hmm. your your mannerisms, yeah, you can feel it. I mean, people joke and go, oh, yeah, I can feel it, you know, cursing through my veins or whatever. Yeah, you can, right? Right. It's kind of like you have a double shot of coffee or three cups of coffee, it's a... If you pay attention to how you feel, your body is giving you messages continually, but we tend to ignore it and think it's something else, or we try to balance it, or we try to get it that heightened up again. Oh, I'm getting tired. Well, I'll just, you know, grab a Snickers or I'll have another cookie. You know, you walk by it and it looks good because, yeah, you're, you're addicted to it. So you're coming down from it, essentially. And so what do you do? Well, I don't want that feeling of coming down, so now I'm going to jack it up again. Right. So if you can look at it and go, well, what if I do pass this by? Then I wonder how I'll be. And that does help. I mean, it it it, it is a process. You know, it's like anything. So, it's a process, and you have to practice it.
1: So, so. Let me ask you a question. Um, so, if people ate a lot of sugar this weekend, they just like they didn't pay attention and they just went ahead and went for it, right? And now they're right. starting to have that that sugar blues feeling, that that low feeling where they feel like they need to eat more sugar, and they're really going on a spiral. What what can we do to disconnect that, to stop the addiction, and not continue with on that spiral okay you know we slipped we went off the wagon you know whatever you want to call it what can we do to get back on and start eating healthy so it, it doesn't just go and go and go
3: well be aware that why do I feel so low and blue right and why did it take me two days to just kind of feel tired and not have the energy and all that well What if it was a sugar? Do I want to go through this again, right? And Mm -hmm. to start eating healthy, you know, that's that's something, again, you have to practice, honestly. But I can't tell you I had three people on Friday go, oh, my God, I just want a salad. I just want something green. I just need Mm -hmm. to eat something easy. That is something to really connect with and go, yes. Exactly. Your body is craving it. So it can crave sugar. You can also crave what it really needs.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And mm-hmm. so, so where eating is that God, salad, it's a lot of balance. What? Okay.
1: So if we eat that salad, will that help us to sort of overcome went, that?
3: Right. Well, when you think of sugar, it's very blissful there's actually like a teeter-totter of foods you have grounded foods on the left and you have blissful foods on the right so blissful foods your sugar your cream your you know things that really make you feel good right well on the other side you have the grounded things like your really solid root vegetables some heavy protein things like that right okay well Mm -hmm. if you eat a lot of grounded foods you're going to kind of have the same low point, right? You're going to not have a whole lot of energy. So the fine point is like a teeter-totter. You want to balance. Sure, it's fine to have some fruit, which has natural sugar in it. Maybe you do have that cookie, because I'm not about deprivation and suffering. But then you want to eat on the other side. Okay, well, now how am I going to balance it? I do need some vegetables. I do need something that's just really powerful, and and good, right? And then that gives you that sustained energy. And when you have sustained energy, you're not going up and down and up and down. And so mm-hmm. to recognize that, wow, I was really up, and now I feel like crap, that is a message. That's a total message. So then it's like, okay, I am going to balance now. My body is telling me I need something of the opposite.
1: Uh-huh. So that's
3: uh-huh. when you should really... Follow the craving of, wow, I just want something good. And your body will go to what it needs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a nice green salad or a green
3: drink, right? <laughs> or, you know, green, absolutely. But just something that you, you, what I tell people is go with something that you can identify where it came from. It's not a <laughs> process. It's not a big mix right? It's it's an actual source of food. Go to plant-based food items where you can identify what they are, where they came from, and they're in their whole being, right? Nothing's been mm-hmm. altered or changed to that food. That's what you want to go for. So it's not necessarily being a rabbit and I can't eat anything except greens, right? Right. But it's going to things that, like I said, that you can identify as being pure food because that's what your body's craving, whatever that is. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe for someone, like, gosh, I just want a piece of chicken, or someone else goes, well, you know, I just want a nice, Bowl of vegetables, or someone else will say, "Well, I just want a crisp salad." You know what the point is: you're going to an actual food. You're not going to something right. that was created. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Do you have, Do you have any recommendations for, um, you know, going to visit other people, where you know that? they may not necessarily have the food that would be healthy for you or that would make you feel good.
3: <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's like, well, I want to make sure they have maybe a, a vegetable, right? Because um, I'm not one to eat that three-bean casserole. I mean, I've never enjoyed that, honestly. But, you know, so I'll bring a side dish, which is just a pure vegetable that I've maybe – sauteed in an avocado oil and put spices over and so it's pretty you can put you know nuts on it you can put a few dried cranberries over it you can make these things very beautiful but then mm-hmm. you know you have something that you can eat right um, so yeah it's funny people think that they're going to be judged for what they eat and if you really look, no one's watching what you're doing. <laughs> no right. one's really paying attention to what's on your plate, right? Like the other day uh-huh. I was at someone else's house and, you know, I could I could eat a couple things just because of my dietary restrictions. I didn't make a big deal of it. I didn't say, oh, my gosh, I can't eat that. I just quietly put on my plate what I could eat. And out of probably 20 people that were there, nobody questioned me about my plate. So that's another thing that really helps through the holidays is if you know, if you're making a change and you want to make a difference in your own health, then focus on yourself because you know what? Nobody else is focusing on you. I hate to tell you that, but nobody else is paying Mm -hmm. attention to you. So it's okay to do what you know is right for you. If you don't want to eat the three desserts that are offered, you say, oh, no, thank you, not right now. And nobody notices you never go to them. It doesn't matter. Right, right, right. So that's a big thing in getting through the holidays is you're looking out for yourself, right? I and mean,
1: uh-huh. you're not going
3: to go to someone and go, oh, my God, I can't believe you're eating all that. So on the, on the you know, <laughs> other side of it, people aren't going to come up and go, oh, I can't believe you're not eating anything. Or I mean, those are extremes, right? So just be comfortable mm-hmm. with what you know you want but yeah if your question was what to bring bring something that you want to make sure you get <laughs> and right. make it pretty put it in a nice dish and you're good right and if you're mm-hmm. the only and one then you it, know, okay.
1: yeah there's more for yeah. you <laughs>
3: there you go right because everyone brings right. back what they bring anyway
1: <laughs> right <laughs> yeah I usually end up bringing something that if I know that it, you know, they're not going to have what I can eat. I usually bring something that I, at least I know I can eat that. If there's nothing else, I can eat that.
3: <laughs> well, so much of our stress comes from trying to control things that we have no control over. And so when we break it down to food, you have complete control over that. And so take action that keeps the control within you, right? And then your stress goes way down because uh-huh. then you're not overthinking anything, right? Because when right. I think of stress, it's, it's struggles, it's trying to meet other people's expectations, it's trying to, you yeah. know, stay in this box which doesn't need to be there.
1: Mhm. Mhm. Now, now, what
3: do you think about? I remember
1: hearing this a long time ago that. You know, uh, when you're going to somebody's house to eat and you know there's going to be a lot of food that's going to tempt you, um, that the best thing to do is to eat something before you go so that you have more control.
3: If that's something that works for you, sure. Mhm.
4: Okay.
3: You know, mm-hmm. again, you want to set the situation to for success, right? You want to set yourself up for success and what action does that have to be? And when it comes to willpower or choices or all that, everyone is unique. So if you know mm-hmm. you have something that works for you, then by all means do it. Right. Is it right. a rule for everybody? There's no rule for everybody, Mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And again, especially with holidays, you know, some people are creating the whole environment in their own home. Others, you know, travel quite a bit. Some have to split the day. I remember, you know, in my early marriage years, you, you had to split the day, right? And so that creates its own thing. Since, so oh my gosh, I just ate three hours ago. Now I'm going to my in laws. <laughs> now I got to eat again, right? But it, you want to put it, put it in the parameters that you know you can handle. Okay, well, I know I'm going to be eating again five hours later. So I'll have a little bit of the best things here. You know, right. and then the next place, well, then you have something different. Mhm. Mhm. But if you right. know that if you eat too much, you're going to feel bad, then you're the one that that has the control of how much you're eating, and again nobody else is paying attention to you so if we can remember that we're the only ones putting the focus on ourselves, then that helps us to keep control uh-huh. whether it's proportion portion control or whether it's you know the sugar or whatever it is it's if we can remember that it's only us paying attention to us then we're far better able to take care of ourselves in a healthy way.
1: Mhm, mhm, great, great advice, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and somebody may actually be observing and be interested in what you're doing because they want to follow your lead. You know? um, Absolutely. And that
3: happened to me on Thanksgiving and it can happen to anyone, you know, like, Hey, wow, you you look really good. Are you doing something different? And it's actually of interest to people. People think they're going to be put down, you know, that they won't sit in anymore, but actually it creates, questions it creates dialogue you know for most of the time it's a very positive thing um and so yeah it's a, it's a fun thing especially with all the information we're getting now I mean my god health and food and what we should do and what we shouldn't do is in the news continually now um uh-huh. so it is kind and to have a dialogue and say, "Oh, wow! You know, I never thought of that, or I wasn't aware of that, or um, yeah, it, it is fun."
1: Mm-hmm. And they may say, "Well, what did you bring? I'm going to eat that."
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> obviously, to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, or my daughter she made a gluten-free, sugar—it was gluten-free, dairy-free tiramisu. And mm-hmm. everyone thought it was the best they had ever had. And then she goes, oh, well, it's gluten-free and dairy-free. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, how did you even make that? So it's, it's really fun, you know, the things that are available now and to to see what we can create. And, again, you know, the holidays are about being together, being at the table, breaking bread, but that's not literal anymore. You know it's the right. fact that we're we have that that social time we have that friendship we're seeing people we haven't seen in a while. we're having discussions that we haven't had all year you know and and that's the fun part. It's not really what's sitting on our plate now, if we love the fact that it's a recipe we've passed down for generations, sure. But wow, if no one's really eating it anymore, gosh, you know, we love grandma, but how can we change that up? Oh, well, it's just right. make it. She used to be that she used to make it while she drank a beer, you know, or something like that. And it's like, it, it gets down to, well, it's the memory, right? And so, yeah, it does. Nowadays, we have so much opportunity to create what we want, we have so mm-hmm. much opportunity for that. Right. Right. There, you know,
1: there's a, there are a lot of recipes for for making food in a lot in much healthier ways and even up people are to, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, very very interesting because I know that this time of year it's just really hard for people to to get through without um, hitting those sugar highs and lows because there's sugar everywhere. Right, and, and that's,
3: um, the thing is, it's turned into being an ingredient in everything, unfortunately. So you can't—I don't want to say you can't get away from it because you can, but um, just beware that if it is in something that that you have, then how can you reduce it in other ways? You know, you, I don't want to pick on products, but you don't have to have the soda as part of the festivities, right? You can choose mm-hmm. something else. You can, um you don't have to have five types of cookies and five types of pies. You can say, okay, <laughs> we'll got this one pie and it has to go for all 20 people, right? Uh-huh. Um, so you can make adjustments and you can you can definitely get healthy choices. Oh my gosh, you know, I've had I've turned people on to reading labels and they're just astounded. And that's a an easy easy first step is to just start reading a label. You know, these mm-hmm. even these pre-made pies that we think are you know, I'll point it out on Costco. Okay, well let's get the pumpkin pie at Costco. Well, I was astounded when I looked at the label on Thursday. There's more ingredients on that than and I'm like, wow. where do all these ingredients come from? I thought you guys made these pies, you know, here in your bakery. So just be be aware of the information that is available and take a few minutes and say, well, okay, I'm making a choice. Is this something I really want or can I do it differently? And, again, that mm-hmm. just keeps coming up again, right? Can I do it the same way or can I do it differently? And right. there are so many choices like when my first daughter was determined that she couldn't have dairy, okay, that was twenty years ago, right? And I remember having to drive fifty miles to a grocery store that had non Casein cheese and soy milk. Well shoot, now you can get it anywhere, right? And so Mm -hmm. if it is something that you want to make a change because our health is our foundation of our life. If we don't have our health, we don't have anything. I mean, it you just it gets down to it, right? And Absolutely. so if, when we really are concerned about our health, then, yeah, it's going to take a little effort, but it's not impossible. Because of the mm-hmm. fact we've come mm-hmm. so far so fast, we have so many choices that actually enable us to create an environment for our bodies to be the miracles that they are. Our bodies are constantly striving to be healthy. So if we can help that instead of hinder it, we've got it made. Yep, yep.
1: My grandmother used to always say, As long as you have your health <laughs> Yeah. That that was her her she would say it all the time, As long as you have your health. That's the main thing. Well think
3: about it. If you didn't if you didn't have your health, what would be eliminated from your life? You know, there's well, so many things, uh, you know, right?
1: Yeah, it's hard to feel joyful when you don't feel good. I mean, exactly. really. Yeah, it's it's that basic. Yeah. And it could it doesn't even have to be as uh you know as serious as you have an illness, but just the stress, and you know that's why I was thinking about all the foods. Just I know I have a very strong reaction to sugar, so I feel it immediately. Um, I don't feel good if i've eaten if I've eaten a lot of sugar, and that can just ruin everything. You just don't want to do anything because you don't feel good
3: right well, and I'll stretch that a little bit and use that same statement in how you feel with foods, right? what gives you energy? what takes it away? How do you feel? Do you feel lethargic? Do mm-hmm. you feel moody? Do you feel sleepy? okay well, then it gets down to activity. It's the same thing. You know, our bodies are meant to move. Does that mean we have to be in the gym three hours a day? No. Our bodies are just meant to move. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a cardiologist friend, and he says when he's on a flight, every hour he walks the aisle. He doesn't care if people stare at him, right? Uh So you have your foods. You have your activity. Then you have your social um, network. And who are you hanging around with? Who is... Encouraging you, who brings you down, who makes you feel good, who doesn't Mm -hmm. make you feel good, right? And if we can act on those three pillars every day as an awareness, then everything becomes so much easier. Our health is something we don't really have to think about because we're following our intuition and when we follow our right. intuition our bodies work, right?
4: Mm-hmm. So it's
3: food, it's movement, and it's and it's who we are with. It's our relationship. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Good those point. are the three
3: big pillars that affect your stress, which then affect how how you get through your day. Yep. Yep. So, Elaine, um, we
1: could talk for hours. I know <laughs> but, <laughs> but if people are interested in in having you know having some coaching sessions with you wherever they are in the in the country or in the world,
3: um how can they do that? yeah, absolutely, because I do work over the phone and I work over Zoom, so it's quite convenient because, um, again. Mm-hmm stress nobody has you know (laughs) affidavit nobody has Uh, time (laughs) exactly exactly so um thank you for that so they can get a hold of me through um social media elaine nolt and that's a-l-a-i-n-e-n-o-l-t so linkedin facebook um they can also email me at elaine nolt at com. And all okay. for the rest of the for the rest of this holiday season I am offering complimentary coaching sessions. So I'd love to talk to people and and help them understand the obstacles that they're they're up against and the ease to break through those. Great. So, so yeah. I'll
1: I'll post that on my uh, web post, my website post about this show um with a little note that you're having complimentary coaching sessions because yes,
3: that's absolutely. great. Love all right. People. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you. And I hope this helps everyone get through the holidays, especially when it comes to sugar and foods and all this craziness. Yeah, this is yes. a time to enjoy. You know, this is a unique time of year and it and it should be joyful and happy and. The stresses should be good stresses, not the ones that take us down. Yes, I agree. I agree.
1: Well, you have a wonderful holiday holiday season and a happy new year, and I hope to speak to you again soon in the new year. Thank
3: you, Maura. Yeah, this is great. Great. And I'd love to yeah. hear from the people that have listened. I'd love their comments. And, again, if I can just help anyone, I'd love to. Great. And safe travels. Thank you. Okay. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye.
1: All right. We're going to take a quick break. Um, Don't go anywhere. We have more to come. So
0: see you right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Merrick and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Please visit us on the web at www.drmerrickharpell.com.
1: And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara and Your Golden Years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on DrMaricarpel.com. Now, I'm going to talk for a little bit before Art comes on to talk about music, Um, and let me just give you some news. So, I have a blog that's coming out very soon. So, if you follow me on social media, then you will see when it is posted, and you can also keep checking back on my website because that's where um, everything stays forever. And uh, we have some big news coming in early 2020. Stay tuned for that. Um, stay tuned to my social media because. You know, we may have some announcements to make during the holidays when we don't have a, we might be running some encores during the holidays. So um, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Your Golden Years, and you'll find out more news, and then we'll fill you in when we're back here on the air. And in January, um, just a heads up, I'll be interviewed by G. Brian Benson on his new internet television show. Be Yourself to Free Yourself, and it will air live on Wednesday, January 15th. That's at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, where he's located, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and that's 1 p.m. right here in Central Time in Texas. And I'll be posting the link to that as we get closer to that date. That's January 15th. And actually, Brian is going to be on the program just a couple of days before that. So um, to talk about his stuff. So then he's going to interview me on his show. So that'll be a lot of fun. So stay tuned for more news. And um, as I said, if you follow me on social media, you'll hear it faster. Um, But we will be announcing it here as well. So I wanted to talk about finding your center. And I know I keep coming back to this topic. Um, Because it's something that, you know, frankly, I struggle with because life has its ups and downs. And, um, you know, even when things are going really, really well, there's stress. So there's things that are really difficult. We all run into brick walls while we're following our dream or just living our life. Um, There's a lot of stress in the world. Right now, there is a lot of stress in the world, not just in this country, but all around the world. And even if you're not paying attention to the news, you feel it. It's in the air. You, We are all connected. So we are all going to feel that stress, even if you make a promise to yourself that I'm never going to watch the news, which I don't recommend. I think it's really important to stay informed. Um, but we have to have ways of dealing with the stress of what's going on in the world. And then, you know, as I said, if you're following your dream and you're doing really exciting things, um that also comes with stress. Either you're hitting a brick wall or things are going really well, but you're so busy that you don't get to sleep or you're always thinking about the things that you're doing and that can cause stress. And um You know, stress is any change that we have to adapt to, and the changes can be good changes. In fact, on the list of stressful events that we use um, to tell how stressful someone's life is, um, getting married or having a baby or buying a new home, all positive things are, are high on the list. They come just after losing a loved one. So life is full of stress, and then even the day-to-day stresses, getting stuck in traffic, dealing with bad weather, dealing with a snowstorm that keeps you from getting to work or to where you want to go, um, feeling really cold when you walk outside, feeling really hot when you walk outside, those daily stressors actually have a bigger impact on us than even the big stresses because they're, they're just constant. We're constantly hitting daily stressors. And then, you know, uh, we've talked about on this program with Elaine and last week with Jim Denning that this time of the year is is especially stressful for many different reasons. For the food that we eat, as Elaine was talking about, um as well as the the feelings that people have related to their family or lack of family or the loss of loved ones becomes even more pronounced this time of year because that family member or that loved one is missing from some of the celebrations that you might be attending, and you know not everybody has a, a joyful family life, and and even if they do have a family. Um, some of you out there might feel like getting together with your family is stressful. And then there's the stress of not having people to get together with. So there's a lot of stress in p- particular this time of year. And so I, I just want to talk more about getting ourselves back to center because when we are in our Center. That's our most power. That's our seat of power. That's where we um, find our calmness. And that's what builds resilience. When we can get back to that place, we can be resilient to stress, that we don't get blown back and forth with the, the winds of what's happening around us. And um, You know, when we talk about finding our center, you know, a lot of times we think about always being centered, that we are on this path and we're using these techniques to keep our center at all times. The truth is that no one, I don't even think the Dalai Lama is always centered. (laughs) We get thrown off center. And that's reality. That's life. Um, as they, the, this, I don't know who said this, but there is a saying that if you're not feeling wind in your face, if you're not feeling resistance, it's because you're standing still. And we don't want to be standing still. That's not living life. Um, so we are always going to come up against resistance. And so it's a matter of not, it's not a matter of never falling off the path or never losing our balance or our center, it's being able to find our way back to the center. And as I, I quoted in the book, a friend of mine that I worked with back when I was in graduate school and I was working at in one of the my placements Um, in graduate school he said to me that his grandmother always told him that it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down on the mat it's how it's how long you stay down that counts so we want to be able to find our way back to the center in fact I just picked up this book I haven't read the whole way through, but I I love how it starts, and I love the the whole theme of this. It's called Standing at the Edge by Joan Halifax, and it, the subtitle is Finding Freedom Where Fear and Courage Meet. Joan Halifax is a Buddhist teacher. She's a very well-known Zen priest, and she's written um, several books. And so a lot, of, a lot of people out there may have heard of her. Um, this is her latest book. And what really drew me to this book was that she talks about how um, life is all about edges, that we're always living on the edge. We're always, especially if we're really living, we are on the edge of falling down the cliff constantly and you know some of those edges even exist of the virtues that we think of like altruism and compassion and um, integrity and respect and engagement with other people that even those are edges that if we do too much of of a, a good thing, we can fall off the edge. And she spends a lot of time talking about altruism and compassion. And I think of that as um, very similar to compassion fatigue, that when we feel really, um, We really display compassion for other people and really allow ourselves to feel compassion for other people who are suffering. That's really important. I've put that as a pillar of living a passionate life. But even that, when we are always in that state of taking care of other people and forgetting to have compassion for ourselves and forgetting to take care of ourselves, we can fall off the edge and develop compassion fatigue and one of the signs that you have reached that level of compassion fatigue or fatigue or as she calls it um, you know fall, going over the edge of altruism is one of the signs is when we start to resent the very people that we are feeling compassion for. We are trying to help with our altruism. If you notice it, I've noticed this with caregivers, that if you are doing too much as a caregiver and not taking care of yourself, you hit this edge that when you go over it, you now resent the person that you're taking care of. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that you went out of balance, and you're so exhausted that you're no longer able to feel that compassion. Human beings just are not endless um, in their ability to feel compassion without taking care of themselves, or to, we're not endless in our energy. Um, and no matter what no matter what we're doing, even if that energy is the energy of helping other people, that we're not, we're not bottomless pits. We have to stop and take care of ourselves. And she also talks about um, how it's not a bad thing to go over the edge. That was what really drew me to this book, because it's like, no matter how hard you try, you end up going over the edge no matter how hard i try i end up going over the edge sometimes where i feel really out, out of balance and she says it's not a bad thing to go over the edge as long as you can notice that you've done it and you can learn from it and figure out what was it that you that threw you over the edge what was it that you did that was too much that you were no longer able to balance on the edge Um, And it's very interesting because she, she talks about looking at your reason for being altruistic. Are you doing it just to make yourself feel good about yourself? Because then you're not really being altruistic, you're not really being compassionate, and that's going to throw you over the edge. But if you're doing it just to pat yourself on the back, that you're going to reach your limit much faster and you're going to find yourself over the edge. If you're also thinking that you know the way to fix other people, that you're doing what you're doing because you know better than them, then you are lacking respect for the, other, the person that you're helping and that's going to throw you over the edge so being compassionate and being altruistic um really takes selflessness where you're doing it not knowing what the outcome will be and not and really understanding that you don't necessarily know what the best thing is for the other person and you're allowing them to tell you what works for them and then you're more likely to be able to straddle that edge without getting thrown over as quickly but again you need to come back to taking care of yourself so I having said that 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 falling over the edge is not always a terrible thing as long as we learn from it. And that goes for eating as well. Elaine was talking about how, you know, when we eat sugar and we've gone over that edge where we don't feel good, we need to be aware. We need to look at that and ask ourselves, what is making me feel bad right now? Maybe it's the sugar that I ate. Maybe I ate too much. And so next time I'll pass on it. So these were all... Lessons that help to build our resilience so that we can find our balance much more easily and and be centered much more frequently and um, so some some of the ways of of staying getting back to balance um which we really have to do even if we're having a great time. You might be enjoying this holiday season and all the socializing and getting together with friends and family. That may be a very positive thing for you. But overstimulation and being around other people all the time can cause you to fall over the edge. So it's important to make time every day to Be by yourself in silence. And I don't mean isolating yourself and and not going out into the world for days at a time. I mean consciously making an effort to spend some time breaking up your socializing with some time to be by yourself and using that time not just to watch TV and zone out but to... Just be. So using meditation, mindfulness meditation, to focus on your breathing, get out in nature and just really appreciate and have gratitude. Remember I talked about that last week, gratitude for your surroundings, um, really breathing in this moment and letting yourself be in silence and in, in quiet Um, letting your mind slow down Um, so you don't have to always be thinking and planning or about what you're going to do or what you're going to say you don't always need to be in conversation just spending time in silence around you and silence inside of you and sometimes that's harder Find is that silence inside of you. So, using mindfulness meditation is a really powerful way of doing that. Listening to something really relaxing, um, some relaxing music. There are several um, DVDs. I mean, well, not DVDs these days, but (laughs) you can download music that actually is meant to calm down your your thinking um there are various meditation downloads with meditation music that can help you to find your center calm down your nervous system and then also getting moving like Elaine was talking about our bodies want to move. So a lot of times when I feel out of balance and off center, when I work out at the gym, I actually feel much better afterwards. So I've been, I've been much more um, disciplined about going to the gym because I know that it will help me feel better. So, when we know that it, we're going to feel good afterwards, even if it's sometimes a struggle to get yourself there, that helps to motivate you to go. That's a really good reward that you know you're going to feel good after you go to the gym or exercise in some way. It could be just going for a walk, getting some fresh air. Um, and then, You know, um, all the other things that we've talked about, I've talked about on this program and I've written about in my book, um, can be helpful to get us to that center. So um, spending time laughing. Laughing is a really, really good way to sort of um, overcome stress. So if you're feeling really stressed out and um, over the edge, in terms of compassion or anger about what's going on in the world or what's going on in your life or anger at someone in your life then finding a way to laugh at the situation can really help um, laughter in general can help so if you if you watch something funny it and you really laugh and get let yourself get to the point of crying while you're laughing, it can have very therapeutic benefit. very, very valuable. Um, laughter, the tears from laughter actually release more toxins than tears from crying. So you're actually releasing poisons from your body. Um, you're, you're, it's aerobic you're engaging in aerobic exercise when you're laughing that hard you're you're uh, and you're you're helping to get more oxygen to your brain and into your body and then if you can laugh at the situation turn it into an absurd situation in your own mind and laugh at it that helps you to be able to deal with the the situation in your own life much easier. Um, you don't take it as seriously. So if you're a caregiver, for example, if you can, and if you you're making, you know, you've made some kind of mistake in your caregiving, rather than derating yourself, you can laugh at yourself. You can laugh with your loved one. And that will help to develop a deeper relationship with your loved one if you can laugh together. So laughter is really powerful. And having an attitude of gratitude, as I spoke about last week, and challenging some of your irrational beliefs that things have to be a certain way. That's very irrational because where is it written that things have to be that way? Things are the way that they are, and that's reality. Nobody has ever guaranteed that life would be fair. So if you get stuck in that um, belief that it has to be a certain way and it's unfair that it's not, then you're just going down a, a negative spiral there. That you're way over the edge, and you're not going to be able to get yourself back up if you until you can realize that you know sometimes life is not fair, and is it really the end of the world that this didn't happen the way that I wanted it to happen? sometimes life takes us on a different path than you know we're a different route on our path than we intended and it turns out to be a better path we just don't know it yet so you know taking some time to center yourself and um, being curious about the edge being curious about what it was that threw you over the edge and rather than becoming upset about it Learning from it and bringing yourself back to this moment and taking a breath can pretty much almost instantly bring yourself back to center. And you may have to practice this over and over and over again. But again, to repeat the quote by my friend, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down on the mat. What counts is how long you stay down. So on that note, um, I'm going to bring to this side of the mic the producer of this program, Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment. So he can talk about some of the music that he's producing right now and music in Austin. And I believe Art might play a little music first. Are you gonna play some Cinebons music, Art?
5: Roulet, that is what they are saying. C'est bon that is what they all say. Bon that is what they all say. Bon that is what they all say,
1: And now Art Mendoza, who was just singing that song, is joining us on this side of the microphone. Hey, Art.
6: How's it going?
1: Uh, okay. You tell me. <laughs>
6: the uh, Yeah, the music was New Orleans Blues. In case you ever hear it again, you'll know the name of it. And uh, that was recorded right before 9-11. And... Uh, had a lot of people play on it. But uh, just playing a little music to talk about the backstage, which uh, Accomplice Entertainment took over the second, fourth, and fifth Thursdays. And uh, we have some uh, good entertainment coming. On the 12th of December, we have the Mariachi Los Gallos, which we'll be playing. And then on December 26th, Don Miracle will be doing a solo act there, and then later on in January, January 30th, I have Joe James coming in doing a solo, and I'll get some more artists in the beginning of January. But uh, mm-hmm. everything starts around 7:30 on the second, fourth, or fifth Thursday of the month, and uh, it's located at 1302 South First at the El Mercado restaurant. And the place is called the backstage. So that's what's happening, and I'll be giving you some more information when you get back from New York. And that's about it.
1: Great. It's always fun at the backstage.
6: Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful stage, an incredible sound. Everything's set up perfectly, and uh, very professional. And it's a Fender uh, sponsored stage, so all the equipment is sponsored by Fender. And it's just a great place. So let's get out of here.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. So let me let everybody know what's going on. Um, Next week, I'm going to be in New York. So uh, we're going to play an encore on December 8th um, of the show that we did last week with Jim Denning on discussing suicide prevention this time of year. So that's an important topic. So we're going to replay that. And then I'll be back on the 15th. We'll do another live show and um, stay tuned to my Facebook page to find out what it is. (laughs) And if you want to hear tonight's program again and read the information from this show, listen to um, previous shows, read my blogs, uh, all of that, find out about my book, watch videos, go to my website, drmarikharpel.com, dot com. And the podcast, along with all of the website links, will be posted later tonight from this show. But you can hear all the previous shows right now. And if you're interested in hearing um, this program right away, you want to hear the podcast of it, you can hear it five minutes from now. It'll you from then on you can hear it directly at blog talk radio B L O G talk radio B L O G talk radio dot com slash your golden years. And be sure to follow me on Facebook, as I mentioned, for all of the upcoming events to uh, follow my new series. Uh, with inspirational information from my book and to find out what's coming up in future shows um, and whenever a blog is posted. And that's Dr. Mara Your Golden Years. And you can also follow me on Instagram, which is just Mara this evening's program was produced by Accomplished Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald Devere, and by Story House. And special thanks to my guest, Elaine Nolte, and of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night, an inspiring couple of weeks. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone.